0: And welcome back to another edition of the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. My name is Shem Hanks. I'm going to be getting you ready for the Indianapolis Colts game, as well as looking at some news, some notes, and the injury report leading into the Monday night showdown. All right, let's get into it and let's let's look back a little bit. Let's reflect. That was a tough loss against the Niners last Sunday. As I told you all last week, I had to watch the game with a Niners fan, and that was a difficult pill to swallow, having to sit there, watch the game with him hooping, hollering, whistling, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo as the MVP. But we're on to Indianapolis. However, there are some interesting stats that I ran across courtesy of NFL Stats and Information. I'm going to give them to you. So first things first. In this game, the Saints scored 30 plus points for the 8th time this year. Or the most in the NFL. I'm calling my shot. The Saints are going to do that for a ninth time against the Colts. Another trend that I think is going to continue. The Saints have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in 35 straight games. That is the longest active streak in the NFL. I see that continuing against the Colts. However, a streak that I think is going to end on Monday night is that Alvin Kamara has zero touchdowns in eight straight games. This, to me, is very unacceptable. We have to be able to get Alvin Kamara going and get him touchdowns. They're using Latavius Murray a lot in the red zone. Nothing wrong with that. Latavius Murray is a bigger running back, more physical, you want to use that guy in the red zone. But Alvin Kamara certainly has the ability to break big touchdowns, to get receiving touchdowns. And I really haven't seen a good argument as to why Alvin Kamara is on the current drought that he is in. I'm actually surprised with a veteran quarterback, with a veteran play caller in Sean Payton and Drew Brees, that they would not be focusing on getting Alvin Kamara to pay dirt more. Michael Thomas is continuing his historic season in that he now has 10 plus receptions in seven games this year, which is tied for the most in a single season in the Super Bowl era. Once again, on Monday night, I expect Michael Thomas will get his eighth game with 10 or more receptions which will break that single season record. And speaking of receptions, one of my favorite Saints players, Taysom Hill now has a reception in 10 games this season, which is most by a quarterback in single season history in the Super Bowl era. So good job, Taysom Hill, doing a little bit of everything out there, Swiss Army knife, and a genuine joy to watch. Alright, not only did the Saints suffer a tough loss on Sunday, they also lost two key pieces to their starting defensive front, losing two former first-round picks in Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins. As a result, the Saints have now signed veteran defensive end Noah Spence and T.Y. McGill. That happened on Wednesday. In a corresponding move, Davenport and Rankins have been put on injured reserve. Looking back at their season, Davenport, who was coming off of a foot surgery, finished the season with six sacks and 16 quarterback hits, as well as forcing three fumbles. This is now the second straight season-ending injury for Sheldon Rankins, who was coming off of an Achilles tear, started playing again in week four, and then finished the year with 10 tackles and two sacks through 10 games. Losing both Davenport and Rankins is an incredibly difficult hit for this defense to take. A defense that, as I had said, has 35 straight games of holding an opposing running back under 100 yards. So it's going to take some guys stepping up. Trey Hendrickson is going to come in. He's going to fill in for Marcus Davenport. He's a little bit more of that speed rusher guy anyway. So he has four sacks through the year. The hope would be that Trey Hendrickson really grabs the job by both reins, takes off, and I'm curious to see what he's going to be doing for the rest of the year. Same with the other players on the team. With these two guys going down, somebody's got to step up. And as I said, Trey Hendrickson or Mario Edwards or Shy Tuttle, even former first round pick from the Patriots, Malcolm Brown. Can Malcolm Brown step up and do even more now with Sheldon Rankins out? Personally, I'm going to be keeping an eye on Malcolm Brown as well as Trey Hendrickson. I think those are the two guys who should see a jump in play. And an opportunity. As I had mentioned, the Saints have signed former second-round pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Noah Spence. He has spent the last three seasons with Tampa Bay. His best one was as a rookie, where he had five and a half sacks and three forced fumbles. His playing definitely decreased from that point, and he was with Washington at the beginning of the year, where he played seven games and had one sack before getting cut veteran defensive tackle ty mcgill is also now on the team undrafted guy who has also played with the colts with the browns with the eagles and most recently with the chargers so welcome to new orleans welcome to the team hope you guys step up and do the most with your opportunity as i said really bad loss for davenport bad loss losing Rankins for the rest of the year Wish them a speedy recovery and look forward to seeing them both back on the playing field. In more positive news, though, the NFL this week came out with their Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees from all 32 NFL teams. In the New Orleans Saints, nominee is Teron Armstead. Not only has he been a leader on the field, but he has been a leader off the field, giving back to the local community gifting several dozen bikes to school children at the DePaul Community Center and visiting local schools and children's hospitals as well as participating in youth football camps during the off-season. So thank you, Teron Armstead, for the work that you do within the community. And we hope the best for you that you actually win the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So big Monday night game against the Colts. We're going to be having a true preview episode coming out here soon. But one thing to keep an eye on is that Drew Brees is just two touchdowns behind Peyton Manning for most career passing touchdowns. And I think that is going to happen against Peyton Manning's original team on Monday night. I'm calling it three touchdowns from Drew Brees on Monday night. Hopefully one of them is to Alvin Kamara. But good luck, Drew. Hope you break the record. I think it'd be pretty poetic if it happened against the Colts, so that'd be fun. All right, let's take a look over at the old injury report. It's kind of a rough one for us, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Kiko Alonso didn't practice this week. He's already been ruled out. Andres Pete, still ruled out, still recovering. But that secondary took a bit of a hit this week where... Patrick Robinson and Johnson Bottamosi, two corners. They've been ruled out. They're not going to be with us on Monday night. Bottamosi was not on the injury report until Saturday, and then he's been ruled out of the game with a foot injury already. The biggest hit that the Saints took was Vaughn Bell, who had been a DNP through Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and has already been ruled out of the game. One of the best players on defense, arguably the best. I still have Cameron Jordan as the best Saints defensive player, but there's certainly an argument there that Von Bell is the best. He has only missed one snap all year, and hey, he's not going to play. He's not going to be out there. They're going to be very, very thin in the defensive secondary. And it's looking like rookie safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to be the one starting in place of Von Bell. Gardner Johnson has been out there. He's gotten playing time. He's played in the nickel. He's played in the diamond. He's played in quarter packages when the Saints have gone to that. So far, Gardner Johnson has 31 tackles and one interception through the year. So Gardner Johnson's got some big shoes to fill. Hopefully he can do it. The aforementioned ron armstead and cameron jordan both were dnps on thursday but were limited participants on friday and saturday and have no injury designation heading into the game as well as great news jared cook who had that really nasty looking concussion last sunday was a limited participant on Thursday, and then was a full participant on Friday. He's also not carrying an injury designation heading into this game. Same with Will Clapp, Zach Line, and it looks like A.J. Klein is going to be playing on Monday night, which is great because so that defense allowed over 50 points last Sunday, so they need some more help on defense interesting person who showed up on the injury report is drew Brees, though he was listed as a full participant on friday and saturday though he was wearing a sleeve on his right elbow he is also not carrying an injury designation heading into the game on the other side the colts they sat a lot of people because of rest and these guys are all going to be playing LaRay raven clark Denico autry Anthony Costanzo, who's going to be potentially a free agent after this year, who could be in line to make quite a bit of money. Clayton Gathers, Justin Houston, and Jabal Sheard, all of whom are going to be playing on Monday night. So far, the only player that's actually been ruled out for the Colts is Kenny Moore II, who's actually having a pretty good season at cornerback for the Colts. So for the Colts perspective, tough to be without Kenny Moore playing against Michael Thomas. But, hey, that's just how the cookie crumbles. Pierre Desir looks like he is in line to play on Monday night, though he is listed as questionable. He was a limited participant on Thursday and Friday, and then a full participant on Saturday. The biggest name on the Colts' injury report is T.Y. Hilton, and he was a limited participant on Thursday, limited on Friday, and then was a straight DNP on Saturday. He is also listed as questionable going into Monday night. My guess right now is that T.Y. Hilton will not be playing on Monday night. I would be very surprised to see him play. I think they hold him out for another week, bring him back for the last two weeks of the season, which would be great for the Saints because that secondary needs another week. T.Y. Hilton is a burner. they losing a couple of corners and one of your best players in the secondary in Von Bell. It would certainly help the Saints if T.Y. Hilton was a no-go. All right, so that does it for me. I will be back with you all next week talking about news, talking about notes, talking about the injury report. Until then, who dat? Talk to you all next week. Bye.